Back to the Rundown with Desmond Johnson. to you by Haviland Express Lube of Kernersville, a family-owned and operated auto repair service in Kernersville, North Carolina, servicing our local community and surrounding areas for 24 years. Visit Mac Allen and his team at 725 Highway 66 South in Kernersville or call at 336-993-7697. The first Sports Carolina Monthly High School Athlete of the Week is Parkland Jr. Kamian Shell. He's a three-year starter at quarterback for the Mustangs and one of the state's best point guards, currently averaging 22.4 points per game, five and a half assists, five and a half rebounds, and five and a half steals a game. Five and a half steals. <laughs> five and a half steals. <laughs> My God. So uh, Brandon got big defense. Yeah, man. And, uh, like two blocks, too, but, you know, Twitter got that character limit. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, me and Brandon went out to Parkland to talk to him uh, on the eve of the uh, – the, the 3A, 3A, the Piedmont Triad 3A uh, conference, conference tournament. Which they won. Which they did win. They beat Mount Tabor uh, for a third time. And Mount Tabor, I think, was ranked number one in 3A in the state or yeah, something like that. I think so. they're projected to get the one seed in the playoff seeds that just Ooh. got released that I'm seeing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we'll talk about those in a second, too. Uh, so keep those up because um, there's a couple teams we're tracking here in the area. Mount Tabor, Parkland, Dudley, um, Smith. There's a couple teams that got a good chance to win a state championship this year. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, let's uh, let's hear from this week's Sports Carolina Monthly's High School Athlete of the Week presented by Kernersville Auto Center, Haviland Express Lube on Highway 66 in Kernersville. It's Kami and Shell from Parkland. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Blakeney. We're here on the campus of Parkland Magnet High School, and we are making history today. We have the first ever Sports Carolina Monthly High School Athlete of the Week, Kami and Shell, the point guard slash quarterback. Kami, appreciate you being on, man, making history. Thank you, thank you. So um, tell us what's going on right now. Um, you guys just picked up a big win last night. Um, this point in the season, y'all are heading into conference play, getting into the postseason. It's crunch time. I, I always talk to coach, like, I feel like y'all play y'all best during the tournament time, man. Uh, just speak on the preparation. Uh, it's just a lot of focus coming in. Um, just listen to our coaches on the game plan, just following what they got set for us and going out there and winning. How have you been conducting yourself as a leader? I know um, the stats don't lie, numbers don't lie, and these guys really count on you on both ends. Uh, it's just going out here because I love, I love my brothers, man. I just, I just want to win and just uh, be a leader, come out every night, in and out, just do what I do. What would you describe your game like for guys? I know me, I've seen it. Des, definitely a true point guard. How would you describe your game to somebody that hadn't seen you play? Uh, I'd say fast, yeah. uh, defense. I'm getting into you. I want, I want all the steals. Uh, scoring, I can score. Um, I mean, just going out there and leading my team to a victory each and every night. Facts, Camion now, it's uh, really hard over height with you, man. You've been one of my favorite players to watch, leading your team in rebounds, scoring, assists right now. How have you just become such a well-rounded player? Uh, just going out there, preparation in the weight room, 
off season, getting bigger, stronger, faster. Because as you can see, I'm short, so they yeah. gonna try to bully me. So just and getting faster because I know some people use my first step as as a tool. So. Yeah. Do you come in with a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, each and every night because <laughs> because I feel like I'm overlooked. So each and every night, I just come out there with a chip on my shoulder. Speak on that being overlooked, man. You're a two-sport star. Um, you've been really doing this for three years now since your freshman year. You've been a name around town. Um, the recruitment is lacking, man. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Probably height, I guess you could say. But, I mean, like you said, numbers don't lie. Yeah, so. So, I mean, it should be rolling in shortly. What's your mindset going in? What do you need to keep doing? Getting bigger, stronger, and faster, <laughs> as you can see. And just just being a leader, because I know that's what coaches want to see. Now, y'all played some big-time talent. And y'all are honestly in one of the toughest conferences with Smith, Tabor's no joke, you guys. Um, how, how's this conference play been going? And it seems like y'all are Mount Tabor's kryptonite, man. Everybody was saying they was the best in the city. They smacking everybody's head. But y'all done got, them up, got up on them twice. Yeah, uh, it was just going in there and playing because I coached from Mount Tabor. Yeah, so yeah. he didn't, he didn't want to lose from his former team. So we was just going out there and playing for our coach. You feel like you are – um, Coach Wittes told me this, but do you feel like you're an extension of Coach Trav out there getting the mission done? Yeah, sometimes because if it, it, sometimes they can't hear him, so yeah. I got to relate the message. I got to be on everything he do on the sideline because he can't come out there and play for us. What have you seen from your guys out there? How have y'all grown as a team since y'all started back in October, November? Uh, we've grown a lot, man. Uh, we Everybody know what everybody can do, so we came together, coming together even more. And we're going to be all right. Now, you coming up on your senior year of football after this. Um, have you thought about picking one sport? Are you looking to maybe play both? Do you favor one over the other? Uh, I really like basketball more. But, I mean, I'm going to play both and just see how it come out. How does playing both, like, translate? I know I've talked to you about this before. Um, how does both translate, man? Like, how does it tie in? Does playing both make you a better player in each one? Yeah, playing both because I know what defenses want to do with me. I know what defenses they in. See, I play quarterback, yeah. so I got to know what everybody on the, on the uh, field doing. And just like I play point guard, I got to know what everybody doing, what defense, what they, what they want to do with me. What are you looking for in a program at the next level, ideally? Uh, just like feel like home. I just want wherever I go to feel like home. I don't want like no distractions, no nothing. I just want to be feel like home. What's the successful season in Parkland basketball this year for y'all? You said what is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, what, 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 would, what would be a successful season to you? Oh, winning the state, winning that ring. Yeah, yeah. And coming out and coming out and winning the conference. Winning both. I like to win both. I think y'all definitely got a good chance at doing it. Um, just going through the motions, how has it helped you guys having Coach Witt and Coach Trav, two guys that are legends around the city, have played the game and really know about skill development? Uh, it's big because they uh, break down a lot of stuff in details and tell us what we need to do because they being at the level and, as you know, Witt played overseas, so he know a lot of basketball. I know he took you guys down to his alma mater, Rafford, not too long ago. What was that visit like for you guys, just seeing guards play at the Division One level? Uh, it was it was good, uh, good experience, uh, good atmosphere. Rafford, just like me. Yeah. Rafford, just like me. Yeah. Rafford, just like me. Yeah. So I overlook. Overlook. So I can see 
where they coming from. Is there a guard matchup that scares you? Like, I've literally never seen you really being outplayed. Like, like, are you backing down from anybody? You feel like you can compete with anybody? Yeah, I feel like I can compete with anybody. I don't back down from nothing. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, so we're going to do a little rapid-fire round before we get you out of here. So, um, first off, tell us what's on your playlist. Um, yeah, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, NBA, NBA Young Boy. Uh, Lil Baby, NBA on my Lil Baby, probably uh, 2C, two times. He a new rapper. Uh, I about say, you put me on. I uh, Roddy, Roddy Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all young boys rock with Sauce Pack, the local yeah. dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sauce Pack, yeah, he good, he good. Now, all right, so looking at the w, or the NBA All-Star game, who had the best performance? Mm. That, I don't know, I don't know. What do you think about the New Eland rule? I like that because it, it's competitive. Yeah. It's more competitive at the end, which is nobody just go out there and play. Everybody playing hard because they want to win. Who's the best at 2K on y'all's team? Oh, me. <laughs> so everybody would say that? Yeah, everybody. Who's who's your team in 2K? Uh, I put anybody. anybody. Oh, that's how I know you're a real player then, if you could play with anybody. All right, um, next up, as far as season goal, um, what do you want to accomplish individually? Uh, I just want to just come in and – do what I do. I mean, just win, win, win. I just want to win. All right, Cam, let them know where they can follow you at on social media and continue to follow your journey. Uh, my Instagram is workoutcam underscore three. My Twitter is camian underscore shell three. Stay locked in. This has been Brandon Blatney with Camian Shell, our first ever Sports Carolina Monthly High School Athlete of the Week. Y'all stay tuned. So tell us a little bit more about uh, about Cami and Shell, Brandon, because you you have a, uh, a bit of a work relationship with him. You've known him. You've reported on him. Uh, you've actually written articles about him on SportsCalendarMonthly.com. Um, and I know I remember me and Rod were looking forward to seeing him during the football season when Ethan yeah. Seif was going to play Parkland. But he actually sat out that game, and he didn't really give me a reason why he didn't play in that game. But we didn't get a chance to see him. I saw him the year prior, I guess, as a uh, as a sophomore. I didn't realize he was a junior until we walked into the gym this yeah, week. So he's yeah, got another he's year. Got a whole another season left. So uh, tell us a little bit about him in terms of what he is, because he he's electric as a quarterback. But uh, he told us kind of off camera that um, he kind of prefers basketball over football. But he's like five nine, five ten. Maybe he'll grow a couple more inches here over the next year and have a spurt. But um, what, tell us tell us a little bit about the show. For sure, um, Camian definitely a very explosive athlete. Um, talented on both sides basketball and football really make any throw you need him to on the football field throws it really well on the run very elusive in the pocket same way in the basketball on the basketball court man crazy first step um, controls the pace of the game you know he can run your team if you need him to get you a 30 ball he can score you 30 if you need him to go out there and get 10 assists he'll do that Currently leading Parkland in rebounds, assists, and points per game right now. And he's he, leading in all three categories. He is, and wow. steals, and he's been doing this for this for three years now. Um, I see him on the AAU circuit. He's played against a lot of players that are nationally ranked way higher than him that have scholarship offers. And Camion always looks like he belongs. Um, he's been in the Phenom Hoops Top 80 camp. I've seen him compete well there, which is a, probably the most prestigious uh, basketball camp in North Carolina. A lot of pros have come through there. 
Um, Camion just performs, man. He's an absolute gamer. Um, 5'10", he doesn't have the, the, the uh, above the rim. You know, he's not going to dunk on you. He's not a mixtape type player. Camion's the type of kid where you got to go and see him in person, see how he controls the game. He'll make guys around him better. Um, and like we said we, last night, as we saw um, defeated Tabor, who was number one in 3A, um, only teams they've lost to is Parkland this year. Came in game-winning layup. Um, just continues to perform, man. And I'm telling you right now, any college around North Carolina, especially at the D2 level, with some state, um, the North Carolina ANTs of the world, the Elons of the world, um, you know, all these all these regional schools need to wake up and really look at this guy because he's going to be a gym at the next level. And um, he may end up getting some guys fired for not banking on him. <laughs> To be honest, yo, with you. wow, that's serious. And I watched. Uh, shout out to Game of Inches because they um, they have a, a really good uh, highlight type program, and they've been following high school basketball in the area all season long. So anytime I want to see something with Cam, I, I, they were there the other night. So I saw him splitting the defense, getting yep. in the paint. Uh, he had that layup to win the game. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, re- he's really good. Plus, he, I like his personality. I like how he was a kid. He was very. Uh, self-aware of who he is yeah, yeah. Um, and and you can kind of tell that with some of these high school kids right from the very jump if they're shy or mm-hmm. uh, or if they'll talk and he, he clearly had a rapport with, with Brandon so uh, they were very comfortable with each other to me yeah and he's a great kid um, came in uh, comes from a good family team Winston AAU they're all family over there with me um, have met his parents, great, great people. And Cami uh, is just a good dude, man, and a leader. He's a guy that you won't have to worry about being a knucklehead off the floor. Yeah, that's important in today's sports arena, man. You, that's one of the things that coaches are saying that they're recruiting more of now. You know, that kid who is not only a great athlete, but also great off of the court. Because, you know, when these guys and college coaches, they're recruiting, you know what they're doing is no different than dating and marriage. You know, they're dating that kid when they're recruiting them. And they pray that once they come and it's the marriage time, that they're going to get what they got into dating in. Of course, you know, not all the time it works that way. Usually whenever you're dating somebody, it's great. But then once you marry them, you're like, oh, Lord. You know, but and there are those cases where you say, hey, I dated this person. It was a great person. And I'm getting exactly the date inside of the marriage. And that's what a lot of these coaches hope for. So as long as he can continue to do that, oh, man, best of luck to this young man. Yeah, I mean, speaking on the recruitment, like you said, coaches a lot of time are looking at the person, looking at social media since it's so big nowadays. He's a kid that's really not active on social media either. So you really don't have to worry about him posting anything stupid. Um, I think that was a great point to hit on, Rock. That's good. Good. Uh, so you said the uh, the rankings just came out for uh, high school basketball. Yeah. Um, the playoffs. So they're the projections from high school OT just projecting. Um, Parkland. I mean, I, I saw. Uh, but see, I'm curious to see where Parkland lands because they've beat the number one team in three A well, so, like three so times, right? High school OT is projecting that. Um, that Mount Tabor will get the one seed in the West. They're projecting that I think Parkland's going to be a eight, a fourteen seed. A 14 seed? Yeah, they're and Smith, I think, a ninth seed. Wow. So, I mean, they're, they're rewarding people in that conference, but it seems like they're kind of stiff in Parkland once again. And the guys have been really vocal about that. I mean, I don't I don't see how – they're, they're pitted to potentially play Southwest Randolph. Um, I'm not familiar with that squad. But Parkland, I feel like, is being penalized for being playing in a, in a tough conference. And I talked to their uh, AD, Coach Richter, about that. Um 
just year after year, it seems like they kind of got the short end of the stick. You play in a tough conference. Like we see in football, for instance, Rob, right. when you're in the SEC and, you know, you get beat a couple times, but your conference is tough, they still look out for you when they're placing bowls. Right. You know, you can be a one-loss, maybe even a two-loss SEC team and make the playoff. But here we're seeing it kind of work against them. You know, you got Dudley. Um, you know, they just won this conference. I don't see how that, that doesn't at least get them in the top ten seed. Yeah, maybe won 3A. Yeah, maybe top. Parkland needs to, you know, talk to some new people who are in charge <laughs> or either, you know, put some bananas in some gorillas' hands out there who are controlling some things, you but know. But, again, I don't want to dive too deep into it just because these are projections. Um, conference tournament still being played. But um, just judging by these projections, man, it's, it's not looking like a favorable. Because you, you beat that, you go on the road or you get to host, it's a 14 versus 18, I think, matchup. Um, the, the next game, you're, you're going to play a one or a two seed in the second round. Okay. Which, I mean, crazy enough, we could end up seeing a second or third round potentially where it's Parkland versus Mount Tabor, part mm. four. I don't know if Mount Tabor <laughs> wants to see them at this point. I mean, it seems like Parkland – I don't know if Parkland's just quicker than them or, or what, but – They control the pace of the game, man. Because Tabor I've, started off really hot. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've called a Parkland game this year. I've called two or three Mount Tabor games this year. Uh, Jacob Moore and all those guys—they're—they're they're really good. Uh, they're a real solid basketball team. That's why it was surprising me that Parkland has had their number, especially this year with so Jacob far. Moore in the middle. Man, I mean, he's a low. Parkland doesn't have a lot of size, but they control the game with great guard play and you know s- superb coaching. But Tabor's no slouch, man. I think they have a chance to really compete for a state title this year. They're not the number one seed by accident, and they haven't lost to anybody but Parkland this year. So. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break and come back. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little ACC basketball. Duke lost a head-scratcher to NC State earlier this week, losing by 20 at PNC. Should we be worried about the Blue Devils come March? Plus, is there any way UNC upsets Louisville today? We'll go around the ACC next on The Rundown. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson. Rod and Brandon in the house with me. I had to talk ACC basketball before we got out of here on the Saturday. Live at Zesto's Burgers and Ice Cream on 2600 New Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Come by and check them out. They got ribs for $6.99. They got steak subs. They got burgers. They got all kinds of stuff in here. Uh, definitely check them out. Been seeing some footlongs, uh, hot dogs, and whatnot um, as we've been doing the show today. Uh, kind of shocking, fellas. Uh, Duke loses to NC State, eighty-eight to sixty-six this week. I didn't realize this, but they've lost four of their last six games at PNC Arena in Raleigh. It's like cursed or something for the Blue Devils. Uh, they looked flat and lethargic. Um, should we be worried about the uh, the Duke Blue Devils in March? Because I, I did see one stat that uh, I thought was interesting. Duke is shooting thirty-five percent from three-point range this year. No Duke team has ever shot that low of a three-point percentage and won the national championship. Um, I think Matthew Hurts, their main three-point guy. But other than that, yeah. I can't trust you know Trey Jones or somebody like that at the three. So should we be worried about Duke and March? Because I was thinking Duke, this was a prime opportunity for Duke to just march straight to the Final Four because really the whole field seems kind of weaker than normal. Yeah, I'm But a, they might be weak too. I'm a little worried about Duke getting hot. Other than that, if they don't get hot, I'm not worried about Duke. They're they're doing exactly what I want them to do. And before I move on, I like those. Oh, I'm a huge hater. I'm running. But (laughs) but um, before I move on, 
I want to give a shout out to the NC State Wolf Punk. I mean the Wolf Pack, <laughs> because uh, they beat up on the Duke Blue Devils, and I appreciate that. And a big shout out to my main man, DJ Thunderbird, who had an awesome game. I mean, he put it on the Blue Devils going down the stretch. Like hoop, man. Hey, and I don't know if that's my cousin. I think he might be. We built kind of the same, you know what I'm saying? You know, we got the long arms, you know, long legs, all that good stuff. So somewhere down, we spell our name the exact same way. So somewhere down the line, I'm sure we might be related. But big <laughs> shout out to those NC State Wolfpack. But I tell you what, Duke has a pretty good team for the NCAA tournament and where and the field that they have to go against. You know, because all year long we've been talking about it, Des, college basketball is not what we're used to seeing. Everybody is beating everybody. And you're talking about really being who shows up for that night. If Coach K can just get his guys to show up one game at a time, one game at a time, they definitely have a shot of leaving the way as the NCAA champions for 2020. I, I like Vernon Carey. I think he's yeah. a good post player, but it almost feels like he's like 10 years too late oh man <laughs> in terms of the type of player he is. i love vernon's fit because he can stretch the floor out he can handle the ball a bit he can shoot the three he can bring his big man out when he needs to um i like vernon a lot cassius stanley has really surprised me not only more as a dunker really in high school he's really come out shot the three well and you mentioned three-point marksman des i'm actually kind of offended and i don't really even rock with duke y'all guys know but the kid Joey Baker, we actually even oh, saw yeah, him. Yeah, we actually even Joey saw Baker. him. Joe Bake, man, has been shooting the lights out at three-point range, leading the team in threes right now. He's been playing good basketball. Um, I think they can make enough shots to do that. Um, you still got uh, Gavin Delore, Javin, uh, holding down the defensive interior. I like Vernon. I like Trey Jones. I think he's clutch. He made some big plays. As we saw, I hate to even bring it up, but against Carolina – he had a really clutch performance. They don't win that game without Trey Jones, honestly. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about Carolina because yeah, we kind of got to. Because I've been putting it off for like a week. I didn't want to talk about him for a while. But um, I don't forgot who it was that they, they blew the lead to this past time. Notre Dame. Um, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. So this team has literally found ways – to make me angry. And Virginia was re- pretty recent, <laughs> yeah. too. Virginia, I mean, we, I mean, we they, lose them all the same way. Yeah, so Buzzer like beater, the, dagger. <laughs> but, but it's even worse than that because they'll be up like double digits with like right. three minutes to go. Like, you have to try to give games away at that point. Like the um, – I think it was uh, – Clemson, the Clemson game, they were up eight with like what, like 13 seconds or 20 seconds to go. Like literally, we had to hand them the ball three times and them score three times for it to even get tied. That's exactly what happened. Well, you know, <laughs> since we're only playing seven players, you think that has something to do with it coming down the stretch, just the conditioning? Part of, of it. I think of, part of it's that. You um, know, because they do look like something happens. I can't necessarily say they look like they run out of gas, but they look like they run out of basketball um, IQ. Yeah. In my opinion, it's like at the end, their basketball IQ disappears. Some of the players, I'm not, I'm not pleased with, because you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. Because um, it's like, it's not. They, they are snake bit a bit. They're, they're not as lucky as other teams are. They've been, they've had a lot of bad luck. Matter of fact, right. But to, you can't be up 13 with three minutes to go, and then just like panic. Like they, you see them kind of start to like second guess everything exactly like even the simple like bounce passes rebounding 
taking a good shot. Like um, like Cole Anthony takes the worst shots the last three minutes of a basketball game. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that three pointer was just so unneeded. Yeah, man. I, I uncalled for. And but see, if you're Roy, you can't really be like, hey, I don't want you to shoot that because he needs Cole to shoot that yeah. shot because he's he's his best player. So and we yeah. we haven't won a game with Cole Anthony yet since no, he's no, returned. Owen five, Owen seven, six. something like that. Yeah, and I got Louisville today at four. I'm debating whether or not I want to stick around and watch that game or just leave. Is that an away game? I believe it is. I believe it's away. Yeah, okay. I think all their all their tough. Well, really, every game they got left is tough, but they got them all on the road. They've got uh, yeah. Duke. They've got Louisville. They I think got you're NC good State. watching the first half, um, but you know, once the second half hits at hey, about come the on, fellas, eight minutes got some faith, now the they eight, still got to play the game. Oh yeah, I got faith. I, mean, <laughs> I, I got plenty of faith. I mean, you get to a certain point where, like, you see the same. You know how, like, you see the same episode of Martin, like, over and over and over. Like, it's you like know, know what's going. You like know like the script. Nightmare, yeah, man. you know the script. You know the lines. You know, mm-hmm. you know when Shenanigans gonna come through the door. Like, cause you've seen it so many times. And that's how I feel like with Carolina. Sure, I'm like, cause I was in the car actually uh, coming home while they were, cause they they went up big while I was in the car. And by the time I got to the house, they were up by like 13 on Notre Dame. And I was like, how much time's left? Three minutes. Mm. Exactly. Now, any other Carolina team, they're getting ready to put in the uh, the, the dudes at the end of the bench. Yeah, like we yes, get the walk Yeah, we about to get the walk ons in. Man, some of them dudes are playing regular rotation. Like, yeah. I mean, you got like yeah. KJ Smith and guys like that coming in. Walker Kessler, not Walker Kessler, that's the recruit coming. Um, Walker Miller, Wes Miller's brother. Yeah. He, he normally he's would playing not big play. minutes. He's playing big minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't he on JV? Uh, Last year, yeah. I think so. Two years ago, two years ago. It's like, ah, oh, it shouldn't be no excuse. It's Carolina, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look. They look at they lost. They're not. They weren't built like the way Duke is, where you got okay, four guys are leaving. We got another four kids coming in this year that might be better than the ones that left, and you're just doing it on a one year cycle. Carolina wasn't built like that, so no, not at all. They can't just like okay, they didn't expect both Nasir Little and Kobe White to leave. Uh, I think they they knew Nasir was leaving when he got there, but Kobe yeah. White, I don't think anyone expected him to, to blossom. The Honestly, way he did. I'm not surprised just seeing him as many times as I did up yeah, close. Yeah, I mean we're and, not. Yeah, we and nobody him. expected him to grow the way he grew. No, either. he grew. I mean he's like a six five point guard, but he was he was like six four, six five coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I thought when I we thought saw him, he was no. like six one. I thought he was, no, he was when like we saw one. him at the really Josh did. Level no. Classic. I thought so too. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you guys, Kobe did not grow four inches in Carolina. He was like six five coming in. But but so he left, and then you lose Luke May, who was all AC. Kenny Williams. You lose Kenny Williams, who was your best defender, uh, and it could also shoot the three. You lose Cam Johnson, who was shooting fifty percent from three point range last year, it's and ended up going first in the first picks. round. Yeah, mm-hmm. you lose them, and then you use the wor- lose the workhorse. So uh, that's your whole starting five, and that's you don't bring in the type of Duke Kentucky work. You don't bring in the type of Duke Kentucky class. And I have right. spoken mm-hmm. to people now, about that. They didn't replace the production. Now, yeah, I like I would love to see Luke May right now. Oh, gosh. I'm sure you they, would. They were there watching the game, uh, the Notre Dame game. I was like, man, I think it just put like a mustache on him or something and like throw him out there in a <laughs> uniform. It's like, uh, this is a new recruit coming in. We're going to check him out this I'm game. I'm sure they would love to take that jersey off Christian Keelan and toss that 32 back to Luke May. You know what? Mm-hmm. Christian Keelan's been playing a little bit better the past he week. Has he has. The last couple yeah. weeks he has. He's I mean, it's, starting. A, it's about time, though. Yeah. But I think him and the, the Christian Keen and um, the other kid, the other grad transfer. Oh, um, uh, Justin Pierce. Justin Pierce. Just, or Justin Pierce, excuse me, is the kid that wears uh, 32. Um, Christian Keen, he's been pretty good. I like his game. He's comfortable. He, yeah, he's making shots. He can create off the bounce a little bit. You know, he, he's got that combo guard skill set. 
Um, I think the game's a lot faster than Pierce expected, though, coming over from Charleston Southern. Do you think the Tar Heels can make a five-day run in the ACC tournament? I think it's possible. I think they have the talent. You get Garrison Brooks back. They have to if get healthy. healthy yes. Yeah, they have to get Brandon healthy. Brandon Robinson just came back in the Notre Dame game. If this they, is the most banged-up Carolina team yeah. I've had in my yeah. entire life. Like, I mean, they've just been hurt. Torn ACLs, yeah. a broken oh, man, foot. Man, if they had had uh, – Anthony Harris was starting to play really well really when he hurt good. his leg. And they, they, they haven't had the other guard as often either. Um, Jeremiah Francis. Yeah, he's been kind of in and out because he's just been sore. So he, I think he Look, went too early. Guys, I hear y'all, but I gotta be honest <laughs> he's with you. Come with it. I gotta be honest with you. If ifs and buts was candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry <laughs> Christmas. And I'm gonna tell you right now. The Tar Heels, the only run they're going to make is straight to the couch. Oh, no. When it's time for tournament time, they're going to be watching all tournaments with me on the couch. <laughs> At that point, I'm telling you that when right they were now. Down 20, and and, and I love my Tar Heels. Don't, don't get go. me wrong. I, but, but I'm a realist. That's the thing that hurts the most because at least with the 8-20 the and 20 team in 2002? Uh, yeah, it was early was 2000. At least with that team, they were getting blown out. Like, you knew they weren't good. Like, I mean, you had a freshman, Raymond Felton, Sean May, Rashad Recamps mm-hmm. on that team. So they had talent, but they were freshmen. And they just didn't know how to win. They just were just losing games. This team is frustrating because they'll be beating a team. They'll go on a run. You feel like they finally put it together. Oh, they're moving the ball. This is Carolina basketball. And then it just crumbles in front of you yeah. like the last couple of minutes of the game and it's like Roy's running out you see Roy Carson yeah he week. dropped the F-bomb yeah, he don't man. ever do he that don't, he don't owe me any <laughs> apology yeah. I was telling Roy I said Roy your vertigo gonna kick in if you don't dag gonna stop that and it's just it's hard to watch because there is talent there and they've played good enough to win teams are escaping with wins oh, I mean God, yeah. Duke, yeah. they play good enough to beat Duke they play, they play Notre Dame for what Duke uh, Virginia for Virginia yeah All I mean Clemson, Clemson yeah Clemson I mean this has been just a weird year. And I know some people are like, why are they talking about Carolina? Carolina's 10 and 16 or whatever it is. It's still a baby blue state. Like, we're all mourning together. And everybody, <laughs> like, we're still, we're go ahead. If, even oh, if, yeah. it, if the season does end early, lick your wounds and take it. Because next oh, yeah. year, there's four McDonald's All-Americans coming. And it's weird because you go from this team to Carolina's a top five team potentially next year. I was going to say, year. they're probably going to be a top five I mean, preseason you, team you next lose year. Cole Anthony, maybe you lose Garrison Brooks, but I think Sterling Manley's, Manley's better anyways. You bring I, in you know all what? those guys. I don't know if Manley's going to play again. I'd heard from a couple of people I really respect that are close to the program that said that he might not, he might be done, done like with basketball, Man. like with his leg injuries that's, or whatever. That's so, tragic because wow. he's a first-round talent if he could put he's it all together. He's got a great offensive game. Yeah, he just needed to get his conditioning together, but he never could because he always had issues with his yeah. legs. So, but now that hasn't been confirmed. Well, maybe he needs like to that, take a year off and just yeah. heal. Well, I mean, next year right you now. think about that front court. <laughs> if you get Garrison Brooks back or, you know, if you don't, Mondo Bacot. Dayron Sharp, Sharp, Walker yeah. Kessler. You got R.J. Davis coming in. Cam Johnson's younger brother, Puff, Puff Johnson, yeah. will be joining. So, I mean, they've got a got, deep class yeah, coming Yeah, he's got to get through this year. Caleb Love, point guard, come in take over for Cole. And you still have, like, Jeremiah Francis and will be there as a sophomore. Anthony Harris will be a breakout star next year. I think I, so, too. I genuinely I do. think so. So, I mean, it's weird we're going to go from this, like, squad that's – Roy's really had t- uh, games where he's only been able to play, like, seven kids. He's going to have at they least, have, a, like, 11 yeah, kids, like, I next mean, year that he can run pretty Bacot's much. a potential first-round talent. Do you think he's going to stay? I think he will. I think if he, he should, I think he gets drafted if he leaves. I think if he comes back, he's a potential top ten pick next year. See, I kind of look at it the opposite because I'm, you know, you guys know me. I'm a stickler for kids staying longer. And at Carolina, it seems like Roy gets them to stay an extra year longer than they should anyway. Like Harrison Barnes, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But with Bacot, though, I look at it like, well, this draft's going to be a really weak draft. It if he's going to be a first-round pick, he probably could leave now and be like Tony Bradley and get drafted like in the twenties or something like he that. He could get a guaranteed contract. 
I mean, that's what he's there for anyway. That's what he wants. But my only thing with that is you, you leave early. You get the guaranteed contract. You go G League. You're made a year. You're making that opening day roster. He, he, he'd he be playing. There's right. He stays as a sophomore. He won't touch the G League. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, I mean, that to me, that's what Nasser Little should have done. Yeah. Nasser Little had stayed for sophomore year this year. Mm-hmm. A, we wouldn't be 10 and 16. He's the number one option. He'd probably be a top three pick Easy. in this draft. Because what, we're, right. what they're he, missing is the wing scoring. Right. Uh, Somebody can, like – that athletic wing that you're used to seeing at Carolina. Number one option that, that can bring some excitement. And Dean Smith always used to say the biggest leap in a, a player, uh, his ability and confidence comes from freshman year to sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's when you usually see the jump. And for him, I mean, I know he's getting minutes in Portland, and he got drafted late first round, so he got that guaranteed money. But he came in as, like, the number three ranked player in the country behind Zion and oh, yeah. RJ last year. Was co-MVPs at the either the Jordan Brand or McDonald's All-American both, game. Yeah. He was the number two two or three player in the nation, like you said, right out after Zion. Now, I don't know. They said, you know, there was some issues Nasir and the coaching staff and how he's being used and all this other stuff. But I remember last year he was hurt a lot, too. Like, he had yeah. issues, like, poked yeah. eye. Well, cold. he was hurt a lot, but I think his basketball IQ was lacking a little bit last yeah, year, Yeah, he was too. still oh, yeah. figuring he it out. Yeah, he couldn't really get into the team game and run the plays that Roy yeah. was trying to get ran. And that's why I think a lot of his playing time was taken. He was relying a little bit more on his athleticism. Yep. And, and still skills. Exactly. And I agree yeah. with that, but I I think too we saw what he could be in the in, in the NCAA tournament, in the ACC tournament. He really turned it on late in the season. If people remember, had a couple twenty points. That got games. him drafted. He did. Really, yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. stuff at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, but if he had stayed, then then you kind of can work the three man big man thing with with Roy likes to run with Brooks and Baycott and Little. And yeah. Little at the three. Little would probably be a number two pick. He probably he'd be right behind James Wiseman. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Be James Wiseman, Def- the yeah. Little, Cole Anthony, yeah. and a couple other kids. I'm I mean, but I can see. I, I, now that's just me. Now the same thing happened with Baycott because if he stays a year, the class coming next year is a lot deeper than the one this year. So there's gonna be a lot of freshmen coming out. Yeah, but they'll probably push Baycott's game up. And Maybe. I, I think so. And having another Maybe. year to display his skill sets, mm-hmm. he can do a lot of things. Like, you know, we're seeing, like, I think James Wiseman is better than any big we'll see next year coming into the NBA as far as uh, high school prospects coming in. I think there's a lot of good guards. There are some really good bigs, too. But there's, this class coming in, it's going to be really guard heavy. And um, I think Bacot could really, if he stays, you know, I. Walker Kessler, De'Ron Sharp, one of those guys is going to start, but I'm not sure if both of them will be ACC caliber from day one. Let's uh, let's take one more quick break, come back, do odds and ends, and wrap up this uh, supersized Saturday here at Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream here on 2600 New Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. You are listening to The, ro- the Rundown. You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. Haveline Express Lube of Kernersville. Their service facility is independently owned and operated by Mac Allen, providing full service repair and maintenance services. They use the latest diagnostic equipment to guarantee your vehicle is repaired or serviced properly and in a timely fashion. Mac and his team pride themselves on commitment to the local community and providing value-driven service in an inviting, friendly environment. Go see Mac at Haveline Express Lube of Kernersville for all of your automotive maintenance needs. 
to be played at high volume. Ray's Body Shop and Wrecker Service has served Winston-Salem and surrounding areas for over 50 years. In addition to collision repair, Ray's also performs auto painting and towing. Using only the best quality products and materials, Ray's team of technicians is the best of the best. Family owned and operated, all of their work is guaranteed. When you find yourself in a bind, their 24-hour emergency towing and wrecker service is here to help. Call Ray's Body Shop and Wrecker Service today for a free estimate. 336-788-6174. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream is a modern-day American diner serving burgers, sandwiches, wings, ribs, other quality food, and ice cream since 1945. Located only minutes from East Forsyth at 2600 New Walker Town Road. Every Monday, 35-cent boneless wings, and every Wednesday, 50-cent bone-in wings. 100% fresh, never-frozen Angus beef burgers, fried fish, steak, shrimp, chicken platters, and more. Delivery now available through Grubhub, Takeout Central, and DoorDash. Zesto Burgers and Ice Cream. 2600 New Walker Town Road in Winston-Salem. Ray's Body Shop and Wrecker Service has served Winston-Salem and surrounding areas for over 50 years. In addition to collision repair, Ray's also performs auto painting and towing. Using only the best quality products and materials, Ray's team of technicians is the best of the best. Family owned and operated, all of their work is guaranteed. When you find yourself in a bind, their 24-hour emergency towing and wrecker service is here to help. Call Ray's Body Shop and Wrecker Service today for a free estimate. 336-788. 6174. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Welcome back uh, to a supersized rundown. You can catch us. Monday at 12 noon per usual. We're on Mondays, Wednesdays, 12 noon during your lunch break. Get caught up on all the sports going on uh, in the area. And then we have Supersize Rundown every Saturday. I'm not sure if we're going to be at 11 or not. It might get moved to about 12, make it a little bit more comfortable, get everything situated since it's on a remote and a location or whatnot. But uh, we'll check our Facebook and Twitter for details on that. Guys, like we do at the end of every Saturday rundown, we haven't done this in a while, actually. We haven't done this since in October. So uh, let's yeah. go ahead and get it in with our... Odds and ends segment here, uh, basically where I do a, a comp, uh, rundown of um, random topics we couldn't get in during the show and ask uh, my guys how they feel about uh, certain topics. And I'm stalling because I'm trying to pull back up my script again for, <laughs> it's got the questions and stuff on it. Ah, thank you, sir. Uh, number one, if you had to guess today, where will Tom Brady be playing in 2020? New England. Well, as you know, I'm a creature of consistency and habit. All those who know me know that I hate change, regardless of what it is. But um, I'm going to have to agree with Brandon. I think he will be back in New England. There's no reason for the New England Patriots 
um, to not go ahead and take care of Brady. He's taken care of them for many, many years with the hometown discount. And besides, they don't have anybody else. I don't know anybody else for New England to put in that slot right now. I don't either. Like, uh, yeah, I don't even know who the back, who is the backup quarterback in uh... Tom Brady. Brian Hoyer. He's throwing names. Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I think it's going to be New England too. I think when you get older, like it's hard to just like up and change everything you do in your regular daily routine. And I know I'm 42, so I'm right. I'm right at Tom Brady's age, and I don't feel like changing anything. <laughs> I ain't trying to move to a different city, learn a new. No, I craft. feel you, man. I, mean, you know what I, mean? I don't like, want to change anything. I either, right nothing. Now. I love what things are when they're consistent. And I, and I and I have far far less money than Tom Brady and Giselle do, where they can actually. Uh, Playing this out with yep. the millions, like they sitting on couches made out of hundred dollar bills or whatever. Oh yeah. Where should I go? Should I stay here? Should I go there? Should I just quit? Is I Cody Kessler still up there? How's that name familiar? He, he played at SC. He was a backup quarterback at one time. He might be. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you had to guess today, where would Cam Newton be playing in 2020? Because some stuff came out this week. We might talk about it Monday. Uh, some uh, Instagram, kind of a cryptic Instagram post from Cam, talking about, you know, the Joker and fooling folks and stuff. And then David Tepper gave a letter to PSL owners basically saying you got to rip it all down before you can rebuild it. So they kind of tippy-toeing around it. But then uh, they put out workout video Cam working out his foot, and he's looking pretty good. So we'll find out in a couple weeks what's up. So where do you think, uh, Carolina or elsewhere? I think he'll be in Buzz City, baby. I think Cam Newton leads us back to the promised land next year. As long as Cam Newton comes back healthy how do you get rid of a quarterback like cam newton he's the size of a lineman moves like a running back moves like an athlete generational talent yeah how do you get rid of a guy like that i mean you don't if he's healthy the only way you do get rid of him if he seems to not be healthy or can't get healthy so as long as they give him an opportunity to get healthy he comes back looking good throwing good planting on that foot good ready to roll Cam Newton is back in Carolina. In However, the, if none of that happens, he's a Chicago Bear. In the name of Christian wow. McCaffrey. <laughs> a Chicago Bear? For real? You think so? That's oh, where like, careers go to die. Yeah, where's Mitch going to go? Mitch, you know, Mitch Trubisky? Mitch, Mitch, Mitch goes to the bench. He's still on a oh, rookie deal. Man. He's still on a rookie deal. That is the missing link in Chicago with that defense. Do you guys not understand that? In that yeah. running game, the missing link is the quarterback. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Carolina because it makes the most sense to me. It might not make the most sense to billionaire owner David Tepper, but I kind of feel like you need to keep Cam. You're not gonna find a cheaper alternative that's just as good. He's only making 20 million next year as a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a former MVP of the league. I say go through it one year with him, see what's up, and then you can truly do a rebuild. Uh, if things fall apart, it just sets you up to get Trevor Lawrence next year in the draft. So I'd start. With, I'd stick with Cam, and I even. I, I'm not bringing Kyle Allen back. I know that. <laughs> Better bet to make the NBA Finals the Milwaukee Bucks or the Eastern Conference field. Brandon, you want that one first? I think I think the Bucks have a, a good a chance as anybody to take the East, but um, I'm not sure that they beat the Celtics in seven. I like I like the Celtics. I said Lakers Celtics at the beginning of the year. That's where I was kind of. But I don't know even know if they're beating the Sixers either. To be honest with you, we'll see. I like Giannis. Sixers are bad on the road, almost impossible to beat at home. I think they're like 28-2 or something at home. Um, Rod? I'm taking the Bucks. Antetokounmpo is a monster. Not only is he a monster, but Antetokounmpo is playing better than he did last year. 
I thought this guy couldn't get any better than what he was last year. And I think his personality, the way he's galvanizing his teammates to each other, that they're going to come out and they're going to play hard for this guy. I think they feel cheated for not making it last year when the Raptors beat them. That would be the only team that I think that could beat them is the Raptors. But other than that, I'm taking the Bucks. They got a chance. Raptors. I'm looking at the Bucks. I'm like, who's the second guy? Because you know, when you know about Giannis, what he's going to do is one oh, guy. Chris no. Middleton. Yeah, Middleton. Middleton yeah, will be the guy. Yeah, Middleton's definitely the second guy. I feel good about Chris Middleton being the second guy, like to get past the Celtics or, you know, Simmons and Embiid and the 76ers or I, even now Jimmy Butler and, and the Heat. I just don't like that they let go of Malcolm Brogdon and now you got the Indiana Pacers healthy and they're, they're rolling too. Yeah, the Heat and probably Boston, I mean, they're going to weed themselves out. And then uh, finally, earlier this week, Baltimore Ravens left guard Bradley Bozeman crushed a legendary eating challenge in Texas, devouring a four-and-a-half-pound steak, shrimp cocktail, baked potato, a salad, and a butter roll in 50 minutes. That is a 72-ounce steak. Could you complete this challenge, and would you even try? How much time do I have? One hour, I believe. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got one hour to pound it back. I don't think I've ever seen a four-pound steak. Me either. 72 ounces. The most I've ever had in the steak has been like a 22-ounce yeah. Um, T-bone. Yeah. Or porterhouse. Twenty-two to, ounce porterhouse. Me too, probably. Probably the most I've ever had is probably about a twenty-four ounce. Um, could I eat a seventy-two ounce? Des, you probably I'll, could. I'm about to say you I've probably seen you could, eat. man. You, I, I <laughs> you eat like I, you got a tapeworm. Des eat like he can eat a two. <laughs> Des, you're not pregnant. Y'all gonna make people think <laughs> so I'm, what? Y'all gonna make <laughs> listeners think I'm 450 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right about. I you yeah, that's that. just it. You're the smallest one just about <laughs> out of us here. And you eat, that means that um, mug eats like a champ. I'm trying to think because I eat slow too. That would probably end up hurting me then. And when I was reading about this guy, he, what happened was they brought him a bowl of steak sauce, like a, like a, a vat of steak sauce to eat with it. And he said he got through it because halfway through it, he switched to honey and was using honey with it. And I was like, honey with a steak? I haven't even thought of doing that before. But hey, but he got it through. Um, 72 ounces? Yeah, four and a half pounds. Yeah, but he's a lineman. How big is he? He got at least 300 yeah. something plus, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Five, six, four. And so, it took him 50 minutes. Now, the other stuff, yeah, the shrimp so, cocktail, the salad, and the butter baked roll, potato? baked potato, yeah, all of well, that too. If you're a, now, if I'm a big lineman, and I know I'm getting ready to do this, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go work out. I'm not going to eat anything, and then I'm going to go work out. So then when it's time to come eat, oh, you can devour it and not even feel full because you just worked out. That's, yeah. Or maybe like after like a night of drinking or something. I don't know. Not even oh, a night of drinking. you hurt that nah, next nah, morning. Nah, not a night of drinking. <laughs> you need to be clear, work out, you know, and come in hungry right after a fresh workout. Oh, God. I, uh, I, I think I'd try. I would try at least. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would now, I wouldn't try. try. No, I would not try it. <laughs> no, I'm not even I trying it. I mean, look, I know when, look, I know when I'm beaten. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for today. You can catch the rundown with Desmond Johnson on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, check out the rundown with Desmond Johnson on Monday at 12 noon on all devices live, our Facebook feed, our Twitter feed. We'll be back here at Zestos next Saturday, probably 12 o'clock start next Saturday. I would think keep it all at 12 noon. Um, and uh, check the replay for this. It'll be up in about an hour or so on, uh, on all the places I just mentioned before. So for Brandon, for Rod, for myself, peace. And we'll have a new uh, High School Athlete of the Week next week, too. Yes, sir.
You're listening to The Rundown with Desmond Johnson.